Welcome to Words to Lead By. I'm Linda Parkhouse. First, a little housekeeping. I want you to be sure and know that this podcast is now available on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, and the Google Podcast app. So tell your friends about it. I'm super excited to offer more platforms for this content. I will be putting out more frequent content to encourage us all during this unusual time in our lives. You can follow Linda Parkhouse LLC on Facebook or Instagram for updates on new content. Thank you for listening and sharing this podcast as you feel appropriate. I don't have to tell you, this is a unique time in history. We are experiencing something as a global community, yet by nation, state, and local area that has rarely been known. It's certainly the first time something like this could be followed globally, and that thanks to technology. Today's content is taken from the Bible. I personally think there is comfort and wisdom for us in the pages of the book God left with us. If you're listening and don't believe God is, or have been hurt by your experiences with religion, please, I do get it. I hate that you have experienced bad things from people who are religious. Um, and if you don't believe God, I'm certainly sensitive to that. You could, of course, sign off now if you'd rather not hear things from the Bible. I don't think God ever wanted us to do religion and rules. He invites us into relationship with love and acceptance. Whatever God tells us to do is for our good, like when a good parent warns their child not to touch a hot stove or to stay in the yard. God's commands to us are not intended to be a burden, but bring great joy to our lives. However, the rules added by people tend to bring a burden. And so not every command Every rule you've heard from people who say they follow Jesus is necessarily from God. I think that's why God tells us to check them out in the Bible. I hope you'll understand God's comfort and joy in the things I share today and not hear um, rules and religion like you may have experienced before. In Psalm 34, 4 through 7, and I'm using the New Living Translation, it says, I prayed to the Lord and he answered me. He freed me from all my fears. Oh, don't we need that today? We need to be free from all of our fears. So pray to the Lord and let him answer you and free you from those fears. Reading on, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. In my desperation, I prayed, and the Lord listened. He saved me from all my troubles. For the angel of the Lord is a guard. He surrounds and defends all who fear him. And verse 19 says, The righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. Now, before you think that the righteous person is not you, if you have chosen to take on a relationship with Jesus by accepting that what he did by dying on the cross paid the price for your sin, you have the righteousness of God on you. So you're a righteous person according to the Bible. So that verse, the righteous person faces many troubles, but the Lord comes to the rescue each time. That one holds for you. Notice in these verses that what God offers is protection and defense in the midst of many troubles, not protection and defense from the troubles. 
I think we often want to be protected from illness, from pain, from discomfort of any kind, when God is promising spiritual protection and defense. If you read reports of Christians who are imprisoned, you will see they remain deeply committed to God in the face of horrendous physical and mental circumstances. Or read about people who have gone through a major illness or a disaster, and some will say they don't know how they could have come through it without God. My husband and I both say we couldn't have made it this far in life without God's presence and peace. My husband risked his life doing search and rescue most days of the first 20 to 25 years of our marriage. We learned to trust God to be present with each of us spiritually and emotionally, no matter what happened in the physical realm. Recently, I've been grieving the loss of a friend and mentor. She was not that much older than I am and had an illness she knew would end her days on earth. It was somewhat rare, and there were no consistently effective treatments. She put her hope in heaven with God, and then gracefully and with dignity faced the great challenges of the last five years of her life by letting God protect and defend her spiritually and emotionally. She lived in the presence of God, and I experienced her as having great joy even when the illness made life very hard. God is with us, but are we looking for Him? Are we grateful? Do we even have a friendship with Him? Are we listening for His voice? And when we hear Him, are we obeying the quiet prompts to call someone or send a meal or send a text? Those acts of kindness are God-inspired. Psalm 1611 says, You will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand there are pleasures forever. God's presence is our source of joy, not happiness, but joy in all circumstances. Isaiah tells us more about Jesus, the person who is our joy, in Isaiah 9 verse 6. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. How many of us need a Wonderful Counselor right now? Or a Prince of Peace? That's who Jesus is for us if we'll let him. When we reside in his presence, we experience peace that makes no human sense. The Bible calls that the peace that passes understanding in Philippians 4.7. So what are you doing today to reside in the peace and presence of God? I find that frequent times reading the Bible and listening for God's specific encouragements to me in the pages is most helpful. I stay centered on the person who can bring me through this crisis with peace and joy. It is well with my soul, and that's my mind, will, and emotions, no matter what might happen to my body. As usual, I end these podcasts with application ideas, so here goes. First, read the Bible. It's easy to have scripture sent to you daily through the YouVersion Bible app. Better yet, sit down at a table in these times, open a paper Bible and a notebook. Choose a chronological or Old Testament, New Testament reading plan that doesn't just start at Genesis and plow through all the books in the order they're placed, but gives you things in, a chron- in the order they were written chronologically or gives you a little of Old Testament or New Testament in the same day. Read a chapter or more 
asking God what he wants you to see in the pages. When you notice something, ask him what he wants you to know or do or see there and write that down. If the verse shouts at you, underline it in the Bible and make a note in the margin as to why and record the date. You'll be glad you did when you read through it again and see where God spoke to you. Second option, choose joy over happiness. To do this, talk with God about everything. Let him have your worries, your joys, your gratefulness, and your questions. And then wait eagerly for his answers. If this was helpful to you, I'd love if you would leave a review in iTunes or on the format you received it and share it with your friends. New episodes will come out twice a month on Thursday afternoons once this crisis has passed. For now, watch my Facebook and Instagram pages for when new content comes out. Catch you next time on Words to Lead By.